Debacle Pecton, the boss of Pecton. B-O-S-S, you know that you bless yes. Tell you a boss in your drip in your Welcome every to step. Set this thing out, set this thing out. Podcast that helps you carefully rock in life and business. The show where you learn what it takes to be your own boss. Your one-stop shop for tips, tools, and resources. Your sweet spot for digital online business startup. When you are looking for your next step in life and business, we've got you covered. Where emerging entrepreneurs come to level up their game. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. Welcome to the Boss Effect Podcast, educator, mother, advocate, creator. Miss Tracy, I know you're on a mission to create a platform for students and their parents to carve out the educational journey that's right for their families. And that is why we invited you to be a guest on the Boss Effect Podcast. Thank you for stopping by. Wow, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Good. It sounds different when someone else brags on you, right? It does. It's you know I'm never used to it either. When someone says something, it's like, okay, yeah, say that, say that again. So, (laughs) (laughs) hold on, let me say it again. She's an educator. She's a mother. She's an advocate, and she is carving out an educational journey for parents. Yes, to find what's right for them. How do you start to be an advocate for something as important as helping parents, um, I apologize, as assisting Mm -hmm. parents with carving out this educational journey that's right for their families? I thought it was just public school systems. Send your children to public school or private school and that's it. Just any help in general. You know, I'm going to say help because we as parents, I mean, we, we need the help, right? So I don't mind saying even with my son who was, oh my God, getting ready to be 17, pray for me, and a senior, (laughs) I don't mind saying, hey, I need help. So it started with my son. The whole advocacy started with him because when he was diagnosed with autism, yeah, I was, by the way, I did count how many years I've been in this. It's 29 years. Ooh, let's take a moment of silence and let's pause for 29 years. <laughs> Have you been in Texas the entire time? Yes. Ooh, let's take a moment of silence. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So with that, <laughs> when I had my son and I was still in um, early childhood education, which is my background, which is my love, um, having my son and when he was diagnosed with autism, that was a whole new thing for me. I could tell you, you know, fun back, no problem with learning. But when I was hit with that, it was a whole nother journey for me. And I didn't mind saying, I need some help. <laughs> this is not what I'm used to. I'm a new mother, yes, but I'm also an educator. So I didn't have that weird fear of what am I going to do with this kid when he turns, you know, two or three. That wasn't my issue. So now I had this new challenge in front of me that I had no idea about. I've heard of it, never really dealt with it. Um, So yeah, I was out there just, hey, if you know anything about this, hey, if you know anything about this, help, you know, help a woman out. So getting involved, learning about my son, learning about how he learns, 
um, remembering how I learned, realizing that remembering my background and my educational journey, it was like, you know what? People need a group. They need their people <laughs> to help them on these different journeys in education and just in life as a parent. Once I found out about my son and autism and his journey, I fell into a group and was just learning different things about autism and the rights that we have as parents in general in education. No idea. No idea the kind of things that we actually have a right to say about our child's education, even in public school. So it's like, you know what? I don't think a lot of people know about this. I started getting training to be an IEP coach, which is Individual Educational Learning Plan. And from there, it was like, you know what? I'm going to start diving into more things and seeing exactly what rights we have as parents to help our child, our children on educational journey, whatever it may be. So it just took off from there. It just started with my son, my parents who have left me and because of they've moved or whatever their situation was, I am their advocate. And I stay with them as long as I can to let them know, okay, what's going on with you? How are the children um, doing in their new environment? If they need me to step in sometimes to sit in a classroom and look at the environment that they're in, give my feedback to that. I do all of that. It just doesn't stop when they leave me. It continues on for a however long they want me to be on that journey. We need a team of people. There's a lot going on in our systems all over the country, and we need backing. We need, we do need help. I'm going to say it. We need help. I have a question for you that I would like to kind of, you know, someone's listening right now and they say, okay, well, what is autism? Because when you hear autism, many of us create these ideas in our head of a, a child who won't sit still or a child who has a learning disability or a child who just learns differently or a child who won't speak. How do you define autism as it relates to um, your educational system? When I talk about autism, I talk about it from my son's point of view mm -hmm. because it is such a broad thing. And some people don't like the puzzle piece. Some people do. I don't think in those terms. I'm thinking my, my kid's needs, how he learns, um, how he interacts with people around him. Um, my son is not what you would say a typical child on the spectrum. He will look you dead in the eye. <laughs> Always has. He needs that. A lot of children, some children on the spectrum, they have a problem with the eye connection and there's not a lot of eye contact when you're wanting to talk to them. Sometimes they're looking away. Sometimes they're just, something else is catching their attention. My son, when he's talking to you, he needs you right in his face. And if you just look away, he's pulling you back. No, I need you right here. I need you right here. Um, when he was diagnosed, let me start over. When my son was diagnosed, I was told he will never walk and he will never talk. I was like, okay. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't think these are the things. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, well, thank you. You know, I've got all the information I need. And, you know, we'll just, we'll dig in and just start doing the therapy services whenever we need. I didn't take that. And it was like, no, no, we're not going to just start off and just say this. Everyone has their different journeys. Uh -huh. Yes, my child does have autism. But I'm not going to stop and just give up on him. 
and just be like, okay, this is what it is. You're not going to walk. You're not going to talk. No, my son did walk. He walked at 18 months. And, you know, (laughs) bless his heart. It was just a random thing. We had come from South Carolina. He he wasn't walking. He was doing his crawling. And we were in the bedroom and I was putting away stuff. And all of a sudden he just got up and walked to the door. And I was just like, to hell? (laughs) 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 That's what I said. It's just like. You're just going to get up. You're just going to get up and just walk to the door. And he just did his waddle and he just looked at me and smiled and held the door. I said, you can open the door. And he just smiled and was just twisting on it. And it was just like, no big deal. Like, I got up and I walked. And it was like, okay, kid. Okay. Um, My son started walking. I'm sorry. Started talking at two years old and has never stopped since. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. Forgive me because uh, the look that you just had on your face just now is like, okay, so your son, you, so you have your son and he, he's teaching you a new way of being. You yeah. know, he's teaching you patience. He's teaching you different learning styles and you're able to reflect back on your own life. Now, I put, and so then you took all of that that you had been learning with your son and you actually create a life and a living doing what you love, helping your son. And you now do the same thing for others. Yeah. Tell me about that transition because that's a transition because I'd be like, wait a minute. I have to deal with my son. I ain't dealing with no other children. But you're like, I learned this with my son and I know there's a need. Like, I'm going to help more people. (laughs) There was no doubt as an educator that I was going to have my own school. Um, Once I knew in my head, okay, this is my purpose. I knew it wasn't going to just stop with being in a classroom or being a director um, or being a trainer. It was like, no, I want something of my own because I see what we really need. And I want to create that. So I already knew that. When my son came into my life, I knew I wanted an environment for as many kids on any learning, whatever they came with. I knew I wanted that environment for every child that I could do. And I get many calls about parents. Okay, this is what my child had. And I'm very honest with them. I am not trained in special education. I'm not. I know my son. And so what I tell them is, I will observe your child and I will tell you honestly if this is something I can do. If not, I know enough people in um, this globe of special education that I can lead them in the right direction. But I knew I wanted an environment where we all are together if that is possible. Because I didn't want segregation. I didn't want them moved around. My son was just in a one room and I knew it wasn't serving him the way it should be serving him. He needed to be with his other peers because that was the only way he was going to be able to communicate in the world was to learn how to communicate with all kinds of people. And if he was in just one room all day long, he wasn't going to learn that. And yes, there are children who need that type of environment. They need a contained environment. 100%. But we have to do this on an individual basis. And that's why I started my school, because it's about the individual child. 
What advice would you give to someone right now who's considering an individual route or individual educational journey for their kids or for their family because they just want something different or they know that their child can thrive if they were introduced into a new environment? Research is key. You don't want to just listen to one type of learning. If you know your child's learning, first of all, watch how your child learns in anything that they're doing throughout the day. My son likes <laughs> when he was three and a half. What is that? It was it was it wasn't the Kindle. It was a nook, the nook. And I will never forget. I went into the kitchen and I could hear him. Oh, what's he doing? He took the thing apart and he had every single thing inside of that nook tablet. Just everyone put in this one beautiful little place. Part of the screen was here, the back of the screen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But at the same time, I was like, wow. Okay. He's like his mom. I have to touch it. I need to see what's going to happen if I do this. Watch your kid. Take notes about it. See how they like to learn. See what interests them. My son loves space. He loves trains. He loves movement. So those are the things that I draw him in when I'm teaching him. Those are the things that I use in my classroom as well. I have Legos everywhere because I can use them in everything. So it's all about looking. You know your child. You're with your child every single day. Mm -hmm. And no parents is, it's not an insult, but it's like, you know your child best. So when you're going into these classrooms or whatever the environment is, tell the teacher how your child learns because they need that information. It's not you know, it's like, it's this. My son is really wiggly, so you probably are not going to want to put him at the front of the room. But if it's possible, put him at the back. And if he needs to stand up every once in a while, you know, can you just have, give him enough room so he can do that? So it's not distracting all the kids, but it's just getting the energy out that he needs to get out. It's those things like that, that if we allow those things in general, no matter what the child is needing, autism, whatever it is, we all have a need. We all have a way that we learn. And if we bring those things into the classroom, how much success can we really have? I like that. Yeah. You know, what, what the fear is about that, but I have a kid who they move far away now and, and he's been with me with my program since I opened and it broke my heart, but they know that I'm his advocate. We wrote down a whole plan before he left. These are the things that this child needs in the classroom to be successful. If you need him to be successful, these are the things that work really best for this child. If you have any other questions about that, I'm here at any time to answer those things because he's a smart kid, but he's like Miss Tracy, he moves around a lot, right? So we always have, I, I don't have desks. I have tables everywhere. We're on rugs. We have um floor desk. We have everything to fit whatever learning that you need. If you just need to stand and do your work, fine. Stand and do your work. If you need to sit on the floor, fine. You want to sit on your tummy? That's fine. Whatever I do need to do to get that out that I need to get out, <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's, it's important to get those things out. And so I always tell parents first to really watch your child, learn your child's style. Has it ever been a situation since you had your, your school that a parent thought their child learning style was this or thought they needed extra attention, but when you got them, you realize, no, this child just 
didn't need that. This is just this is the way this child actually learns. This is this is not what their doctor said it was. This is this is the uh, actual situation that your child is going through. And they just needed this special attention right here. They're not, uh, how would you say, special need at all. Has it ever been a time that that happened? Yeah. <laughs> when the parents, when the parents aren't around, they're the perfect kid. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not even, it's not even where, oh, they were mis, misdiagnosed because again, I don't do that. But what I will do is, is try an environment. As soon as they tell me the environment they in, because that's the environment I came from. So I already know, yeah, your child came from, a child came from 25 kids. I already know the teacher is not going to touch every one of those kids. Why do I know that? Because I was in that environment. And I can tell you, I did not touch every one of those kids the way I wanted to. I was not able to give all 25 of those kids one-on-one like I wanted to. So I knew as they were leaving, there was probably something they were missing because I couldn't do that. There was just way too many kids that I could not get that done. That's the first thing. So when a parent's telling me, oh, this is the environment, I asked them how many kids were in there. Well, it's this amount of kids. So how did they act when, you know, the kids were around, you know, did, were you able to observe them, you know, during different times of the day? And they would tell me, it's like, it's like, so right off, I would know if it's a sensory issue or if it's a social issue. I have two kids right now that unfortunately they were removed from several centers and they came to my school and I'm not going to lie. I had to pray about it. I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I'm not superwoman, but you put this on my heart. Show me what I need to see. If he's, if they're able to stay here, okay. If they're not, give me the words I need to pass on to this parent to educate them, to move them for, forward. And in both cases, they're still here. And it was tough. And it was me just watching and seeing what they needed. They didn't need a lot of children, first of all. I don't have a lot of children. This is probably the first time this coming year that I've actually had 10 kids. Never have I had that. And I'm still very comfortable with that. The environment has helped both of them a lot because there's not a lot of kids. So it's not a lot for them to draw into and it's just too much. And where am I going to do with all this energy? And then all these other things were happening. So there's enough going around that if we get that energy up, I know what to do. Exactly. You know, that's important, too. When you're giving individual personalized attention as a child, I don't care if you have special needs or if you're, you know, and matter of fact, I don't understand. Like we say special needs kids are neurodivergent or um, normal kids or like, aren't we all normal within our own scope of normal? Because I was that kid, too. I think the first time we met, Tracy, I think I cried when we were sharing our stories. You know, like I was that kid. A lot of energy. I'm big energy. You know, I don't want to sit down all day. I'd go crazy if I had to sit down all day. So I'm curious to know, like, how is when you're when you're a parent and you're looking to take your kid on a different educational path. And when you are a parent who had to, you know, realize that I needed a different educational path. And that's like, you're taking your knowledge, your skills and your experiences along with your, you know, your education, your background, and you're creating that environment right now. I just want you to realize that you realize Miss Tracy is actually doing and filling the void of what was missing in her own life. And she took her everything and she created that. That's the epitome of a boss. 
that's, that's totally, that's totally what it was. I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> You're a boss. You can get emotional. You're the boss. <laughs> like, no, I can just do flashbacks. I remember teachers saying to my mom, she's always at our desk. She's always at the desk. My mom's like, okay, what is she doing? She's asking questions. Okay. <laughs> my mom just be like, okay. She's always up asking questions. Well, that means that she's, she's needing, she's needing some assistance. She's asking you the questions. And so she was just that child that, okay, hold on. Let me, let me make sure. Let me go ask. So there was that. I couldn't sit still to save my life. I was under the desk. There was a time at a church. My sister was getting, I think she wasn't getting baptized. It was a program. And there's a picture at the end with my hair all over my head. And my sister's in this beautiful long gown with her little <laughs> certificate in my hair. So, because I've literally been under the pews, just, just all over the place. And <laughs> I see those kids now. And it's like, I understand. I understand. And my parents are kind of like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I understand. I have one parent now. He refuses. You can tell me anytime. You can tell me anytime you can't handle it. I said, I would have told you the first day. It's like, trust me, he's been here a month. The kid's been here a month. He's like, are you, sh come on, you can tell me. You can tell every morning. I'm like, no. He's like, we pray, we pray for you every night. I said, well, thank you. I accept those prayers. <laughs> okay. I was like, but I'm okay. I was like, I'm okay. And he's, he'll come and just be like, I was like, go, he's okay. Go ahead and go. And he's now seeing these things. And they were both like, we see such a change. We still see, but yes, he still needs some tools, but we're like, we see such a change in him. And it's like, all you need to do is give him a chance. That's all our kids need. Every child, not a child. It doesn't matter what's going on. Our babies need a chance. And it's just the patience is already lost because there's just so much going on. They need patience and they need a chance. Mm -hmm. And you need to take your time and figure out what do I need for each child? It's not impossible. It just needs to, you need the room for it to happen. Teachers need the room for it to happen. Teachers mm -hmm. don't want a room that's all crazy and chaotic. No, but no teacher does. There's no way. They want the room to learn their kids. So are you familiar with what they call, what is it? If I chop this up, y'all correct me. Well, I know you will anyway. <laughs> what is it? Montessori type learning? Hmm. Yes. Where they play and learn. Is that similar to what you do? You know, I don't really have a niche, sort of say. I don't. Some people say, oh, it's kind of like a Montessori. Oh, I mean, okay. Oh, it's like a play and learn. <laughs> sure. I I teach. I love that. I teach. I don't, I teach real life. I will say that. That is what, you know, when people say, oh, what do you do? I teach life skills. Oh, you mean like this? I'm like, no, no, no. Life skills. Okay. All of this. Life skills. I like that. So before we jump to Sean Seven's 10K and 10 day question, I want to do a quick recap here because the question was the advice or tips that you would give to a parent considering an alternate educational route would be do your research on what options are available for you 
pay attention to your child's learning style, communicate with others that have to come in contact with your child, be that a teacher or caregiver, you know, someone who has to watch your child when you're not there. Um, communicate with them the things that you've observed with your child and your child's learning style. Those yes. would be the three valuable takeaways. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. To me, those are the main things, you know, especially that one in the middle, knowing your kid, knowing your kid. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you, okay, I work all the time. Yeah. You've got the weekend. Just watch them. It's not going to take long because they're showing you and everything they're doing, how they learn you're showing your child how you learn and the things that you're just doing everyday things, whatever. It is. I got excited. <laughs> I got excited when you said that. I was about to jump into a whole nother topic, but I'm okay. 10K and 10 day. Oh, before we get into the 10K, I got a question as well. Yeah. Cause I got excited. <laughs> so Trace, out of those 10 children that you have right now in your, in your class, would you say that there are a mix of uh, special needs and what the society would say a normal child? Are they are they mixed in this classroom? And the oh, reason, yeah. reason I ask oh, because yeah. like in our family we have we have some special need kids in our family, but because the kids grow up with like their brothers and sisters that are normal, those kids you wouldn't know that there are special needs because it's like like you said that doctor said it about your son, he wasn't going to be able to walk or talk, but because they're growing up with those other normal kids, it's like their brains are moving at a faster space, a faster pace than what the doctor said it would be moving because they're watching those other normal kids doing normal things. And in their mind, they like, well, I'm a kid. I can do it too. So before you know it, they're actually doing those normal things. So that's why I asked in your class, if that's how it is. Absolutely. Everybody in my class, including myself, we have things that we, that I guess people would call a special need. We all, we, you know, we learn off of each other. And so whether I had children with no, any kind of, and I hate saying the special need because we all Exactly. I know. Every time, Sean, every time you say a special needs, I went, but I, I, mean, I, had I know that's what, I know that's what we have to say. Like, I don't know the politically correct yeah. term. My, my whole spirit went, Everybody certain word everybody has a trigger to something and I'm just like I'm just on the journey of helping our kids you know what type of autism child have? What is I want my son to be in this society he is a human being in this society here I, I would drop the mic but we virtual <laughs> and can't see whatever it is he is a member of the human society, period. And you need to make sure, our world needs to make sure that it fits every single person. Well, thank you so much, Miss Tracy, because you know what? I don't think my parents, <laughs> I don't think my parents ever realized that I was that special need kid until I was a grown adult, my adult life. And I'm like, why can't I focus? Why can't I sit still? Why do I ask so many questions? Why do I always have to know everything? Why do I read so many books? I'm nosy. No, you're not. You're just inquisitive. You're an energetic person. Like, I thank you. I thank you. And I'm like I told you before, I am honored that you exist. I am honored that you are showing up in the space that you're showing up. And I don't want to get emotional. So, Sean go ahead and ask your so question about getting emotional because y'all have no idea. Like, I remember being in fifth grade and I remember Miss Harper sitting there, you know, and to me, it's like you remind, okay, I'm going to stop because Sean Seven just, he just hit my knee. That's what he do when we be recording. Yes. He hit my knee like, hush, you talking too much. Okay. 
I'll be quiet, baby. So Go ahead. We're going to jump into the 10K so we can bring <laughs> some light back into it. So, Ms. Pacey, are you ready to play the 10K in 10 days? <laughs> no, but we're going to... <laughs> it's Let's do it. Let's see if Mr. Pacey's brain works. So, here are the rules. <laughs> you have to make 10K in 10 days. And this right. is how we're going to do this. You're going to start off with $100. Okay. Right. You can't borrow any money from friends, family, or bank. You get to use the internet. You okay. can use it, uh, any intellectual property that you have. You can use uh, any uh, educational background or any business that you already have, but you have to realize nobody knows you. Right. All right. And we're going to give you a beater vehicle, a beater truck to get around town. And when I say beater, it's a beat up truck. And then we're going to get you from point A to point B. You yeah. just should just start saying raggedy. <laughs> Hey, you know, beat a mean, right? <laughs> so, Tracy, tell our listeners step by step how you're going to go about getting that 10K in 10 days. Now, mind you, once you get that 10K, if you if you get it in those 10 days, we're going to gift you another 10K. Oh, my God. Okay. And you can use the internet. You can use your degree in education. You can use all the intellectual property that you have. Everything that you know and have learned in your life is a gift and a talent that you get to cultivate right now in this moment. Gosh, I'm going to use what I use to start my school. And someone's probably going to whatever, but it's what I did yeah. to get my first, what, five kids. Okay, so what I did, once I knew I wanted to open my school, I went to my rec center. Because I, at the time, I didn't know if I wanted to be in my house. So I was like, okay, I need to find a place. I need to find a place. My rec center, we're, we're a fairly new neighborhood. So we had a lot of people were renting out the rec center. Renting out, meaning, hey, can I do this? And then whatever money you would make, you know, you could give a little bit to them. You just make a deal with these people. I did that. I talked to them. Hey, this is the idea I had. This is about the space that I have. Look at some of the spaces that you have available that you um, allow businesses to come in and do things. So she was showing me the schools, you know, the rooms that I could use for a school. It's like, cool, okay. Put up little flyers and they put me in their, I guess it was a monthly newsletter that they had out and was like, STEM classes, blah, blah, blah. You know, come meet Miss Tracy and do some STEM. So that was the kickoff. And then I did flyers around my neighborhood and my HOA. And I would do Saturday classes. My other friends would be like, we didn't know this. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't say you did that. I did Saturday classes in my house and kind of got the idea of what I was doing. This is the parents would just ask, oh, is this something you can just do? It's like, well, no, this is me wanting to fill out my parents um, in my neighborhood to see what they're wanting and far uh, when it came to education. So this is what I'm wanting to do. And I just want to do it this way as an introduction. So I started a wait list because they were asking me, when are you going to be doing this? Okay, this is, this is the date I'd like to start. So I started pulling names and addresses, the children's birthdays, everything about the parents and the families and kids. Then I went and I created a Facebook page, got all the stuff. I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of randomly did it because I didn't want my friends starting it off first, if that sounds bad, but I didn't. <laughs> first, if I was going to get any kind of pull from it. And I did, I started to get some people coming in and there's friends coming in. There was a lot of parents who were just saying, what is STEM? What exactly are you going to be doing? This is what I'm going to be doing. This is the way I teach. 
Um, this is the kind of environment I'm going to be doing. Right now, I'm just taking names and numbers of parents and families who may be interested in something like this for their children. And I started doing open houses. Open houses are free, <laughs> by the way. And I know this because I'm telling parents and I've had parents start their own school with this. Open houses are free. I would have just bottled water. I had coffee out um, and I would assign time to parents to come in. And, you know, we talk on the phone a little bit just so I can kind of get a feel because this is my house. So I had to get a kind of a feel. They would come in, we do the tour. This is where the school's gonna be. This is where we're gonna have this and this and this. And this is how it's gonna be set up, and blah, blah, blah. So they could either leave a deposit or think about it and come back. A lot of them left deposits. Okay. And <laughs> I'm, you know what? And I, I tell this because I've told a couple of other people this and they've started their business this way. And I tell people, if you wanna start a school, I started school, mine is not a daycare, but you could also do it as a daycare as well because we need it, families need it. Do an open house. Spread the word around your neighborhood. If you have a rec center in your neighborhood, go to the uh, rec center <laughs> and tell them <laughs> all about it. And if you don't want to use social media right away, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Talk to your neighbors. Yeah. I'm starting this program. I have an open house. Parents love an open house because they like to be nosy. I mean, I like to be nosy. Yeah, too. Yes, I do. <laughs> If you got an open house on anything, I'm coming in it. So I'm going to come. <laughs> Me too. I want to see how you got your house decorated. I might get some decorated tips. He's <laughs> like, come on. And I know so all that. And so you know, so the ADHD went into kick effect. And so I don't even know if I've earned that 10K. But from experience, I do know I did because of the kids. I had five kids. And with those five kids, I also had Saturday kids on top of that. So I started making money very quickly because this is something that my parents, my families were wanting. So like that. if you've got the patience for it, you can do this. So it's like, you know, you could be like me. <laughs> You'd be like me, Tracy McIntyre, because I'm a boss. You can be a boss. It's, really, it's easy to do. You know, I mean, if you've got the passion for it, I tell people, don't do this for money. Right. Um, I was very careful at the money. I was, because it was like, how am I going to take care of my son's special needs? I also, I have progressive MS. Um, I also had a stroke. So I have needs as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got to make money to just, <laughs> you know, I got to make money to take care of my son if this is what I want to do. But that was the way I did it. I just went out and just went, I'm opening a school. I knew there was a need. I knew there was a need. First, especially in my neighborhood, because there wasn't really a whole lot when I moved out here. So I knew there wasn't a lot of childcare centers or schools. And at the time, there was only one elementary school. We now have three. Um, the need is even greater now. And I tell people, I tell teachers still, especially during the pandemic, I was telling them, I can show you how to open your school. You will be making that money that you were making and even more and make sure that you have the health insurance and everything that you need because you're a teacher already. 
you're just doing it inside your house. It's an environment. Why? Let me tell you the number one thing that's on parents' minds, unfortunately, right now, and it's safety. I promise you, there was a, a, a energetic chill that went through my body when you said that safety. You you said you said you dropped so many valuable jewels, Miss Tracy. You've 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 given us three steps. You know, three things for parents to pay attention to. You said chills through my body. <laughs> you just you just you told me how you're gonna make ten k in ten days, and. And let me tell you, your answer was so spot on. Like, like you, you said that like a boss. Because while you were talking, I was thinking, oh, that's not bad at all. If you get 10 kids, that's $1,000. Yeah, wow, that's an easy, easily done, easily done thing. And not only that, I like the fact that you not only do it for yourself, but you advocate and you show others how to do it as well. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, and I know there's a lot of people who make their money and I'm not knocking them, but if you truly have a passion for it, if you're a teacher who just wants to get out of the system and just teach, you can do it because parents, number one, they're knowing about their rights and they're knowing they're not going to be able to get it. You're creating an environment that is like no other. I know I, my school is like no other school. 100% I know that. Yes, there are STEM schools, absolutely, but we're not like that. And I know I'm unique. And I know we are a unique group because we don't take everybody. And just a real quick story, you know, this past couple of weeks, we've had, had some shootings and um, Uvalde was the big one. And, and that's something we talk about in my school. We, we talk about everything good, bad, and the ugly that goes on in our world. And we talked about that. And they, we, I answered their questions. And number one thing, they were like, Ms. Tracy, do you think we're safe here? And I said, 100% yes. Yes. Because this is my house before it's my school. So I already have an obligation to protect my son and myself and anybody else that walks through this door. And another thing I was telling him was like, you know what, everybody who asks to come to my school or tries to apply for our school does not get into my school at all. It's, it's, it's a gut feeling I have. It's letting them know exactly what we do in this environment that makes us so unique from everybody else. And I love that fact that my parents know that everybody who asks to come here does not come here. And it's not perfect and no, there could be something that's gonna happen, but we, 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 my parents know that this is, is truly a safe environment because not everybody gets to stroll through our door and experience what we experience here. And um, I hope more teachers, more parents get the opportunity to do stuff like this. We so need it around our country right now, just a re an environment to just learn and learn how to be good human beings to each other. Yes. And yes. to our community. That's what we learned. That's why we talk about good, bad, and the ugly. What would we do if we were in this person's shoe? How would we do this better? How would you want to do that? We talk about those things from 
four years old to 11 years old, which is what I have in my class. Ms. Trader, you didn't tell us that you were also a psychic. <laughs> Sean Seven just wrote on this paper in front of me, he wrote, what are the ages of the students in her school? <laughs> he literally just wrote that on this paper and without even knowing what he was doing, you answered the question. Yeah, youngest actually turned four. So I had two that came to me. Um, like I said before, I don't take everybody and I wasn't taking three years old. I was like, yeah, no. But <laughs> family stuck with me from when their child was two years old. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really a daycare. You know, I'm a school, blah, blah, blah. She said, okay. So every year she would come back, she'd call. And it was like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he turned four and I have another one that just turned four and my oldest is 11. And I did it that way on purpose because they all are learning from each other. The 11 some things from the four-year-old. You see all that furniture, Leon? Look how you're acting. This is the four-year-old and you're an 11-year-old. You know, who should be leading who? <sighs> you know, and it's like, oh. But at the same time, they're kind of like, oh yeah, that's embarrassing. So, <laughs> you know, it's just all this learning. It's learning off of each other. And I love my school because we are no hold bar. We don't let anything hold us back from the past, the present, or the future. And yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of us. I'm, I'm pretty proud of us. This is a really great group I have now. Oh, wow. So, so, okay. so, so Tracy, for that one parent that's listening right now that's, that might be interested in putting their child in your school, mm. how would they go about doing that? Well, you go into the, we have a, a four-step thing. <laughs> Some parents are like, oh, I get you on my website. I always encourage them, look around. I need you to look and see this. We're not a typical school. So I always really encourage them. Don't just kind of browse through it. Really read the stuff. What's the website? Yes. And so our website is littleelmsteamacademy.com. Um, you'll go on to where it says um, admissions. You can call me first if you want to, but I'm just, I'm really literally going to tell you to <laughs> go on there first, because I want that to be your first experience. I want you to get to all your questions that you want to ask me. We do a phone call. I do some, a little bit more um, investigating, bouncing around. I will know instantly if I want you to go to the next level. Um, I can just tell from the, how I'm telling you what I'm going to need from my parents. I 100% need and it is a requirement <laughs> that my parents are involved in their child's education here which is one of the reasons why we are project-based which means we do a lot of projects and I do that on purpose here and at home so that you're involved with your child and you know exactly what your child is learning so I, I tell parents that and I say I really need you to read this because this is something that's important and when you're asking me questions, we are project-based. So you're going to be hands-on with your child. If you don't have the time for this, it's not the school for you. <laughs> okay. And that's it sounds like, man, 
but it's true. It I sounds really amazing. It yes. sounds amazing. It sounds like you have already done the work. You know the strategies and the strate- and you're strategic about the environment. So it sounds amazing to me already. And I'm not even in Texas. Notice <laughs> I keep saying Texas because I want to make sure that you that you know that she's in Texas. Yes. And unless you're relocating to Texas, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honest, because my gosh, we're full. No. <laughs> but come on, um, check us out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good process, but it's a process to make sure that it, it fits for you, your family, and fits for our school. And you know, like I said, we are very unique in how we learn and our environment, and we want the right families here because it's 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 good. It's a lot of hard work. And we're pretty proud of it. So that is so Trace, with that said, before we close out, I would like to know what is your most profound statement that you will want to leave behind when you are no longer here and you want the world to remember Trace? Woo, you know, it's changed. I'm gonna be honest, changed. It changed very, very recently. And I'm gonna try not to say it to be emotional. Um and it's going to be a little bit on the kind of a religious side, but I'm sorry, but it may not be. But um, I tell my kiddos and I tell my friends, there is a reason why we don't look the same. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my friend. Why? <laughs> that's, the, that's the kid. Hey, you're doing what you say. You're living the life that you go ahead. And it's like, if we all looked the same and we all did the same things, we wouldn't learn anything, nothing. We wouldn't learn about humility. We wouldn't learn about fear. We wouldn't learn about love, compassion, empathy. If we all looked the same and we all did the same things. We were created differently to learn from each other. Good, bad, and the ugly. And if someone were to put that on there, I would say we were all put here for a reason, to learn from each other, the good, bad, and the ugly. I love that, I love that. Yeah. I say that all the time, if we were all the same, this would be a boring world. <laughs> it would be boring. There'd be no point. Yeah. <laughs> there's, the, there's the point, you know? So it's, it's what I, we talk, my babies and I, we, we talk about racism and it's like, well, Miss Chase is like, well, you know what, honey, you have to remember, we were here for a reason. We, if, if our creator be all the same, we would be the same, but we're learning something about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible thing to have to learn, but we're learning about ourselves. If this triggers me, if my color triggers you, really? Or the way I worship triggers you, okay. We're learning about each other. We're learning about ourselves. We wouldn't be able to have that opportunity if we all looked the same. There'd be nothing to learn. There'd be no reason why we're even here. None whatsoever, in my opinion. There'd be no reason for us, no purpose for us. If we I, all thought you, I thought you said you was about to be religious and take yeah, us I'm to church and stuff. Man, what's religious about that? Like, that's just a truth. Yeah. That's just a universal truth. I don't know yeah. what, what you call it. <laughs> too religious about it, but, you know, it's been... Lately, I, I've noticed my change in that. It's like, this is, this is just 
ridiculous. You know, I'm just like, we were, there's a reason why we were created differently. It's like, I love that. That goes along with, that goes along with exactly who you are and what you stand for right now in life. You created a school so that we could have different options on how to raise our kids and educate our kids. And you want us to lean into those differences. So Ms. Tracy, I thank you so much for dropping so much knowledge, sharing so many valuable jewels and nuggets here on the Boss Effect podcast. Yes. Was there anything that we should have asked you that we didn't, that our listeners need to know? I don't, oh my gosh, I don't think so. And if there's, they can, hey, if they think something, they can tell you, but I don't think so. Okay. You know, on and on and on. So it's like, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, you heard it here on the Boss Effect Podcast. And we are out. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an IE. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.